With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Opening Bell with Jules Valance. And who better to kick it off than the one man I'd want to go to a Fisher concert with, and that is Jules Valance, and he joins me. Hello, buddy. <laughs> hey, Milo. How are you, mate? I'm, Everything good? I'm good. I'm good. I thought it would be a Fisher to fire me up on a Saturday morning. Why not? Uh, yeah, and that's exactly right. Why not? Why? So that's everything in life. <laughs> Why? And not... I mean everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. I, I do too. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six to join the conversation uh, wherever you may be, right around the country. Fair bit to cover. Uh, two jewels and Ipswich Cup Day. It's. I know a lot of people are saying this is off Broadway, but but Ipswich they get twenty thousand out to the Ipswich Cup. It's a big day. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen, you know, through the passage of time that some good horses come out and really can uh, end up being major players in the spring. It's just sort of that right time of the year to, if you've got a horse that, you know, might be progressing through, that it just might be the right race for it. So um, good competitive fields too. There's sort of a couple of races that have been knocked around with scratchings for whatever reasons, but um, sort of that back end of the card, Milo, I think is pretty solid. So, and also really competitive from a market point of view. Certainly is. Looking at a soft five at the moment, penetrometer 5.55, and we're just half a metre uh, the entire for the rail. Um, not a lot of rain. Um, should be pretty reasonable conditions here at Ipswich. Yeah, I think I think we get... We'll, I think the times will indicate pretty early that we're on a, a good four. So when we get into those sort of conditions, it's, um, you know, you take out the luck in running. Best horse usually wins. They run pretty straight, so... I think we can bet with a bit of confidence at this track today. Uh, are you confident around the country just in general? I, I, I'm sort of, um, I, I'm not a huge June, July guy, especially from a staking perspective. Um, but um, it's sort of middle of winter is where I try to sort of shut up shop a little bit. But um, today doesn't look too bad. I, I'm thinking we can actually make some money today. Yeah, we're seeing some good tracks, aren't we? The, the one thing with that, the one caveat with that, Milo, is when we're seeing horses go sort of quickly from being on a wet track, say, for example, I'm talking in Melbourne, being on a wet track, and then all of a sudden they hit this good track, we can see some real form reversals. So horses that um, may obviously really relish a wet track sort of don't get those conditions who have been really hard in the market last two or three starts. So that's the one tricky bit. And the other bit, obviously, with Flemington today is it's a howling northerly wind, you know, up to 50 kilometres an hour, which really does play havoc with some horses. They really can over-race and, and that kind of thing. So I around the country, places like Rose Hill and other places where it's a good track, I, you can, I think, confidence. I'm just confident with Flemington, but don't be surprised if we see some interesting results. There's just a few conditions, a few variables that we can't control that uh, can have some major impact on these races today. Before we get stuck in uh, to uh, sort of the, probably the quality legs, I suppose, at Ipswich, the wind is something that not sort of the normal punter really considers. I mean, there are particular tracks too uh, for me, Jules. I mean, one in particular is is Murray Bridge uh, that I find that if you draw wide coming out of that chute with a bad wind there, um, you almost may as well not be in the in the race. 
if you're facing the breeze. I mean, there are other tracks, um, especially like in WA, if you can if you can face it or the wind's blowing up the backside can have a have a big effect there because that the wind in the straight over there in the west can be literally going one way or the other um, on the straight. It's something that not the normal punter tends to consider. No, and it's not on the form guide either, Milo. So uh, you're looking at it and going, okay, so it's a you know a soft five or it's a good four, and then okay, this is usually how the track plays. It's it's a different variable that you're right, not many do consider, but has major impact. A, a sort of when you talked about Murray Bridge with the shoot, I think that must be very similar ball field in the shoot. If you get a northerly wind um, and you decide to lead, it, it's just almost impossible. And and more than that, the jockeys do realise this and ride the race very differently. They'll like sit up and they'll try and find cover. So um, I think these circle races at Flemington today will be really interesting because that headwind's around that sweeping home turn. So especially the 1,420 metre start, you're more or less straight onto that bend. I think we'll see some sort of slowly run races possibly in those Flemington 1,420 metre races because I think a few jockeys just be a bit wary around there, but we'll suck it and see. But, yeah, you're right. It's it's a variable that I think we need to educate the punters a little bit more on because it is not just cut and dry. It certainly isn't. Let's go up to Ipswich, mate, and we'll start with the Ipswich Cup over the 21.50. Now, Numerian uh, is having the backup here. There wasn't a jockey name for a while, and probably after the jockey's been named, we've seen a slight drift in the market for it. Um, we've seen maybe affirming a desert icon, and then... There's a horse in the race here um, called Dark Destroyer, which has got a little bit of form in around um, Antino, of course. How are you seeing the market here? Yeah, this is a really interesting one because the two you mentioned at the top, New Marion and Desert Icon, like doing exactly the same thing and rolling in front and controlling the speed. So you're right, New Marion, if you like this horse, the 350, 360 available now, I think you're going to get better. So there's no need to bet right now on New Marion. I think you'll get a better price about it. Desert Icon, correct, draws inside of New Marion, so probably gets the rail first, and it's really solid. So 424.40, good push for that horse, Desert Icon. The other horse you mentioned, Dark Destroyer, yeah, it's pretty solid in the market, you know, $10. I don't think it probably ends up starting single figures at some point. I don't know if it's going to be a huge crush at any stage, but it's definitely uh, solid enough, and I think the $10 probably gets wiped off the board. But um, there's one that I noticed uh, a little bit further down, Milo, called Atoira. Damien Thornton draws one. There's been good support for this horse. So $21, $22 bet, now sort of $13, $14, and that might continue to firm in. So as much as Desert Icon's firm, I think Numerian Drifts, good support for this other one, the 11, uh, Milo, to suggest that um, it's going to continue to firm in. There's a the statistic on Jimmy Orman um, on Chris Waller um, short price horses in Queensland is something to behold. I think it was like it's like fifty two or fifty eight percent or something. And that's like, an important, on, yeah. yeah, and it's an important stat, whatever the number is, if it's that high, because we know that the bigger players run off those kinds of numbers. So that's going to keep that horse's price in. So if you know that as soon as these markets open, you know that this is a horse that's probably going to continue to firm in. So it's a good little. Um, edge you have if, you, if you're running with that kind of stat because you know that the market's not going to really spit out a horse with Orman and Waller if it's tied in the market at any stage because the numbers are through the roof. Let's have a look at uh, the eyeliner. Um, and look, I've been known to 
put a bit of eyeliner on just in the past, like head on out, um, a bit of Tim Minchin style sort of yep. stuff <laughs> over the third. Don't know why I said that. Uh, over the thirteen fifty, I'm in a good mood today. Um, this is a in- really interesting race uh, market wise. I-, I spoke to um, Annabelle Neesham, um earlier on in the week, and and in regards to Hollyfield, and this horse has firmed um, a little bit in the market. I know there's been some sort of play. Uh, for Irish songs, for Larry Cassidy and Louise White. I know uh, Gravina is probably the one that looks to like looks to have drifted slightly in the market for James Cummings and Ben Thompson. Yeah, this is a perfect example of a really open, flat market here, Milo. So um, favourite sort of Blazer Trail and Lady of Honour. Uh, and really no real knock on them. I think probably Lady of Honour, there was a bit of support for that horse early doors. So getting it into sort of that $4.60 mark. I mean, I think they bet early doors $11. So... This is the one where you see this massive cascade in and you think, okay, this is going to be the biggest go sort of of the day. It seems to, I think, have found the floor now. So I don't think it's going to continue to frown. The damage has been done, as they say, from that white gate. So I think if you miss the early price Lady of Honour, I wouldn't be too worried and throw the toys out of the cock. I think at some stage you're going to get better than that 460, 480 available. Yep. Um, Pretty solid for Blazer Trail and those other ones you mentioned. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Gravina probably continues to drift. Yeah, good support, Holyfield inside draw. So you'd expect they'd be positive from that. I get a feel too from what we're seeing with these markets all through Ipswich. And this is important for the punters to understand to see if there's any trends. Is there any noticeable trends that we can see of why horses are being backed? And it seems that inside draws are firming up for whatever reason. So... I think that's an important thing. And this is especially Saturday morning. So obviously those guys that can bet now Saturday morning, the bigger guys, they're sort of zeroing in on horses that might be able to be on speed, drawn sort of inside five marble back into the rail. They seem to be trending um, in the right direction. So it gives us a little bit of a guide without the barriers opening at any race that we think maybe on speed inside is going to be okay at Ipswich today. So again, it doesn't guarantee you success, but it's just a little pointer that we can look for in these kinds of markets. I just want to mention in regards to trends, the one trend I'm seeing is anything that's got any form around Antino whatsoever is being backed. Yeah, and it's the right, it's the right form. So um, we spoke about it on the review on Monday, Milo, that it's, it's good form, right? I mean, running really quick times. So when the quick times match up, um, that continues to be all throughout, whether you've run fourth or fifth or sixth, in essence, if the race has gone five or six you know, lengths better than the rest of them, well, then that's probably winning other races. So, um, yep, it's, a, it's the right form line to be following, absolutely. Let's go to the Gay Waterhouse. This is one where, if for the listeners of the show throughout the week on Giddy Up, uh, you would have got a price. Uh, now, early doors, we spoke to... Um, Annabelle Neesham about Lady Laguna that got injured and got scratched and we were talking I think it was around about Wednesday then by Thursday um, we took the next pick in the market which is Russian Conquest and this has been back we would have got close to around 620, 640 now into 460 already Russian Conquest one of my better ones of the day um, Jules and I'm glad I've already beaten the market here but uh, the market continues to come for it and slight firming have snapped as well yeah, so again, what are we seeing with those two horses? One draws three, Russian Conquest, and snaps drawn one. So again, I think I think this is relevant throughout the day, and you're right. I don't think, you know, 460, um, I think, might be wiped off the board too for Russian Conquest. So I think you've done some really good shopping there. I think it continues to firm in. I think snap probably continues to hold its price, and then I think you're going to find those other horses that were sort of the middle pinners, 
the sneaky fives, the better get sets, the majestic shot probably in particular, um, you're going to get better prices about those horses because from what I can see right now, Snapped and Russian Conquest are holding their prices. So the market percentage as it comes down has got to spit out some other ones and it looks like it will. There's also a decent move for Billion Dollar Baby, the other Snowden runner. Correct, yes. I mean, they bet 50s about this horse early doors. So again, draws inside five, draws four, um, even $26 yesterday after a couple of scratchings and then sort of wiped into 15 and now sort of holding its price at 16 So it's one of those ones where price obviously was wrong to begin with and then even probably got closer to what they thought might have been right price. It was continuing to firm in. That's the positive. Whether it's touched the floor now, and I think, again, I think the damage has been done. I don't know if it's going to continue to trend in. I think it probably gets spat back out at some stage, but... Yeah, there's definitely been some good bets wagered here, Milo, on Billion Dollar Baby for sure. We'll have a quick look at the Cooney too. Now, this market hasn't changed much. Uh, West of Africa um, and Plundering came out earlier on in the week. Plundering taking its place at Rose Hill, where it's probably a decent chance there too. Um, Swiss Exiles, probably once those early scratchings, it sort of sat around that 290 mark. But I'm with Fashion Legend, and I thought there may have been a bit of a move here, but maybe that tendency of what you're seeing, maybe the gate's not really favouring it market-wise. Possibly, but the one key factor here is, yes, you're right, it's only a small field here. So I think this is one of those ones where we end up seeing the uh, possibly an outlier in the race, and I go, oh, gate 11, well, gate whatever ends up being, uh, a wide gate wins a race. But these are completely different race shapes to what we see with big fields, and why they're backing those. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. And I think this horse continues to firm up. Like, I think $5 that's bet out there probably gets wiped off the board pretty soon, Milo, I think, about Fashion Legend. I think Swiss Exile, if you like this horse, there's no need to dive into the 280, 290. I think you're going to get better at some stage before these barriers do open. Um, this morning, bit of support for Count to Beans, but again, I think it might probably drift back out. So... Um, Mumbai Jewel is probably the one that might continue to firm up from that $8 that what I can see here and it's gone, you know, the inside marble. But as I said, this is a small field, so I expect probably a bit of an outlier to how this race is run and won. Before we wrap um, Ipswich, uh, and we're going to go right through Flemington, which is pretty handy, but um, is there something you want to mention, um, a bit of a play, something that's overs that you might think is going to shorten through throughout the day up there? Uh, Anything look, to in be honest, to be honest, I think Depot is one that, with its draw, it looks to be one that I think the market's really wanting to be with in race five. So it's the three with James Orman. Um, the 280, 290, I think, probably continues to firm in. It's the horse that's been sort of well supported throughout betting. So uh, if they wanted to latch onto one at Ipswich that sort of the market's gravitated towards, it would probably be that one, Depot, mate. Is that is that that Orbison in the same race? That's the one that they had big raps on early, isn't it? Orbison uh, of yeah, David Van Dykes. Yeah. yeah, started its career and thought it could be anything. It's one of those ones where they can think it could be anything and then you've got to see what it actually could do and the numbers that it sort of spits out. But again, there's no real knock on it from a market perspective either um, in this race. But yeah, as I said, sort of from the from the top, I think it's really competitive all throughout. There's no sort of real locks at any stage, I think, at Ipswich. So... Good competitive markets. I think, um, you know, punters will get some good value for money for sure. Uh, we're going to jump to a break on the opening bell on winners on this Saturday morning. It is 9.20. You can catch every ball of the Ashes. Cricket's greatest rivalry across the SEN network and the SEN app. Kilmore Toyota and Inglis. Miles Fitz and the Jules Valance. This is the opening bell. We turn our attention to Flemington 
on the other side of this back in a moment.